0: You're listening to CFUV 101.9, The Voice of Victoria. Follow us on online at CFUV.ca or like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is You in the Ring. I'm your host, Aviva Lasard, where we're gonna and we're gonna talk about campus news and events and do a weekly roundup of what's going on here at UVic. Um, today you'll hear interviews about the Third Space Wall project. That happened during the month of March. We'll talk to representatives from the Third Space, and we'll also be doing an interview with Miles Sauer from the Martlet, as well as we'll have um, a segment about sound making here at, from an event at CFUV. So, welcome, Miles, to the studio.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: So, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at UVic.
1: Sure. So, I am the editor in chief at the Martlet. I've been editor-in-chief for coming up two years now, and before that, I was the copy editor for a year, and before that, I was an English major. I graduated in 2014, nice. so, yeah, I've been here a while.
0: Cool. Um, so, can you describe a little bit about this Third Space art project, and tell us a bit about a background and the play-by-play of events as it happened on campus?
1: Yeah, I'll do my best. Um So the wall was initially proposed by the Third Space as this project that was supposed to kind of draw attention to the issue of uh, white supremacy on campus and in our communities. And it was originally proposed to run uh, at the same time as uh, Black History Month and Indigenous Resurgence Month. And the Third Space, from what I understand, had some trouble kind of getting the approvals needed for them to actually build the wall and put it up. So they finally did, a little later than they originally planned, and yeah, as a lot of people I think saw, it was this big white wall that had the question, how do you challenge white supremacy, spray painted on it, and it was left completely blank and invited other people to add their own thoughts and answer the question as they sort of saw fit. So yeah, uh, it was up for two days total, two and a half days, and it was supposed to be up for a month. But um, it was kind of, the project was, I don't want to say hijacked, but it was sort of overtaken by a lot of really insightful, racist, hateful stuff, as well as constructive, um, positive stuff. So it became this really big kind of controversy and centerpiece of attention on campus.
0: Hmm. What days was it up? Do you remember?
1: Uh, Let's see. It was two weeks ago now, I think. It went up two weeks ago Wednesday, and it was taken down. Two days later, Friday night. Yeah, so I can't remember the exact date. but.
0: Um, and how have you been covering the events in the Martlet And What were some of the challenges of covering the story?
1: Um, hmm, good question. I mean, as soon as the wall went up, it's right outside our office, so we were always kind of aware of it and we're keeping an eye on it. It was really easy to go out and see what was going on. It was really... Um, you could hear when like a commotion started, if there was one, because again, they're right outside our window. So there was just a lot of running up and down, right out to the wall, seeing what was going on, talking to people. Uh, we took a lot of photos of the wall as it, um, as it was written on and as it was painted over and then written on again. Like we have this very, uh, like you can see the progression of the wall and the messages that were written on it just in all the photos that we took. And yeah, it was just a matter of talking to people who were standing around, talking about the wall themselves, like asking people what they thought and, um, interviewing folks that way.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um, and what has been like the reaction to the stories that you covered and maybe also the general reaction to the wall as you've noticed it?
1: Uh, polarized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, both to the wall itself and to our coverage of it. Um you like you speak to some speaking to some people they kind of saw the question being asked as really loaded and uh insightful in itself um spoke to a lot of people who don't think uh white supremacy and racism are as big an issue on campus as the third space was making it out to be Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people that kind of when people when people wrote like some of the racist stuff on it Mm-hmm. and there was some real terrible stuff i won't repeat it on on air but you had a lot of people say well when you leave a space open for people to write on it what do you expect
2: mm-hmm. and just
1: a lot of stuff like that and so our coverage i mean we in our news coverage we did our best to kind of you know get both sides we we spoke to people who thought you know white supremacy is an issue and here's why this wall kind of and, like, represents the issue, and we spoke to people who thought it was a stupid project and whatever. Um, but we we did take a stance in our editorial the following week. The Martlet took a stance where we said, you know, the whole, like, the rise and fall of this project kind of proves the necessity of it. Where, For sure, yeah. Yeah, where... The fact that people thought it was appropriate to write some of these things, whether or not they were genuine, whether or not they were just trolling or being ironic or whatever Mm -hmm. they want to say. I mean, the fact that anybody thought it's acceptable to write that Mm
2: -hmm.
1: proves that, you know, white supremacy does, to a certain extent, operate in a lot of ways on campus. Yeah, were you
0: personally shocked at some of the messages that were written or not?
1: I'm a little little bit cynical, so (laughs) I can't really say I was that shocked. I mean, Mm -hmm. I sure you leave a blank canvas for people to write stuff and you're bound to attract some stuff mm-hmm. um it doesn't make it any less awful i mean
0: mm-hmm, for sure
1: there's some stuff that just yeah it's terrible but no i wasn't i can't say i was really surprised
0: mm-hmm. do you think that um in the in the way that you covered it like what were some of the sort of um comments or the even in what you had written what were people reacting to the most
1: um yeah, uh, this is funny because I mean, I definitely saw a lot of people kind of accusing us of being biased and accusing me of, in particular of being biased, but you know, like people are frustrated <laughs> that I went out and quoted people who were mm-hmm. talking about it and I I mean
0: How else are you going to get a story?
2: Exactly. <laughs>
1: I mean, I I took a few photos of some people and posted them on Twitter and and said oh this person was saying this and people thought oh you're trying to expose these people for your sjw friends and i'm thinking no like people are out there saying these things Mm. like they're saying it in public i'm just making it more public and just showing people what the discourse is like Mm -hmm. which is my job so
0: Mm -hmm. and how can we read the articles at the martlet about that
1: uh you can visit the website at martlet.ca okay yeah.
0: Great. Um, and can you let us know some other headlines going on at the Martlet in the upcoming weeks? What What kind of stories have you been working on? Uh,
1: the big news this week is uh, the University of Victoria Board of Governors. Um, they voted to improve, approve their uh, like budget framework for the upcoming year, and as part of that, they approved a four percent tuition hike for international student fees to take effect May first and that uh there were some protests over that um Mm -hmm. a a group of 30 or 40 students showed up at the board of governors meeting on tuesday to protest that decision but the board of governors went ahead with it anyway so Mm -hmm. lots of discussion around that um the other big one is this uh uh, autistic student who goes to uvic who works with the steps forward program which is Mm -hmm. uh initiative to help um developmentally disabled people, like, finish school. Um, And the program here at UVic, they don't allow participants in that program to go through convocation. They get, like, a certificate of completion, and that's it. They don't get to walk the stage or anything. And so um, when this student, Nathan Bodie, when his friend learned that, she started a petition that's been circulating now this week and has gotten a lot of attention um, asking UVic to reconsider that rule yeah interesting yeah so there's gonna be more to come on both those stories
0: cool when was the next uh when will the next um, martlet be out
1: a week today great but you'll you'll want to tune in online because that's where all the up-to-date stuff is happening
0: okay great so. so once again what's the website
1: martlet.ca
0: great thanks a lot no problem um thanks so much for coming in um and talking with us today
1: thank you for having me
0: great yeah Next, we're going to hear a song by Bedouin Soundclash called Walls Fall Down.
1: When
3: the walls fall down on your town, then you begin.
0: Thanks for tuning in to You in the Ring. This is CFUV 101.9. Thanks for tuning in. This is You in the Ring. I'm your host, Aviva Lasard. You're listening to CFUV 101.9. So now we're going to talk to Daphne Shahid about the wall that challenges white supremacy, um, who's a representative of Third Space. Um, Do you want to introduce yourself?
4: Uh, I think you just did, but... but, uh, What
0: kind of work do you do at Third Space?
4: um, Well, I'm the elected uh, volunteer coordinator, Um, one of the elected volunteer coordinators. We have two, myself and Tessa, and um, I'm also a work-study for the Third Space zine, which was um, kind of what the, the wall project, art project was run under. And I'm also a student, a double major in computer science and linguistics.
0: Nice, and were you um, one of the sort of creators of this project?
4: Yeah, I think back in November, sometime um, we started dis- we started having discussions in Third Space about how do we how do we get access how do we get more kind of access to uh, the general student population. Um, to have these conversations um, about the about specifically the things that we try to do as a social justice group, as, a, as an advocacy group at th- in Third Space, which is, um, you know, uh, work in anti-racism and uh, work around uh, colonization, decolonization, um, work around anti-capitalism and stuff like that. And, you know, just all these things that fit within kind of this umbrella of, of what we kind of determined to be intersectional feminism, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And so you kind of were t- talking in November about different ways to bring these bigger ideas to the general, like, campus body?
4: Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is we often have a lot of, uh, we often do work, like, workshops or, um, you know, other things like that that we try to address um, maybe you know, different kind of social justice issues. So, you know, having a workshop on on anti-racism or something like that. But a lot of the time, the people that come out to those events mm-hmm. are the people that already have a really good kind of understanding and a really good kind of uh, discourse and, and have had those uh, tough conversations. So we wanted to find a way to kind of bring that more into outside of the uh, what we were experiencing as our usual audience, right? To
0: avoid, like, preaching to the choir. Yeah, happens. so to
4: speak, yeah. So we wanted to kind of get people to have those conversations, and we wanted to get people to have those conversations in a kind of more, I think, less structured environment, right? Mm-hmm. Because the thing about, like, workshops or classrooms and stuff like that is the, 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 the discussion tends to be uh, guided, mm-hmm. and there also is... Um, you know i mean people were let's let, let's like look at it from the perspective of people that are going to be in a workshop or in a classroom or in a lecture or something like that are going to act differently mm-hmm. than if they're Not inside of that environment, right? So we live in these uh, structured kind of uh, places sometimes, where you know the semantics or the or the uh, discourse available to you is is kind of guided by you know political correctness or politeness or these other kinds of social and cultural kind of uh, ideas. And so by presenting the the project in the way we did outdoors and outside of that kind of in. Outside of that space, and almost in a space where people were operating within their kind of um, still in their public sphere, but kind of in that boundary area between mm-hmm. their kind of public and private kind of. So
0: source. what, like in uh, just a few words, how would you describe the project? Just to, for someone who hadn't seen it or anything.
4: Um, so yeah, so we built a interactive art project. It was um, it was a twenty four foot long, eight foot high, uh, freestanding. A white wall mm-hmm. um, with a with a platform attached to it that which was mandated by kind of the university wanted to have something anchoring it mm-hmm. so to speak so that it wouldn't fall over a tip over <laughs> right. um, and. Uh, and we, we built that that project. We painted it white, and then we we spray painted the question. You know, how do you challenge white supremacy mm-hmm. onto the onto the board question mark? And we we threw a bunch of markers out onto it and said, write your thoughts. And mm-hmm. that was the interactive part. We wanted people to engage with it, and mm-hmm. and and they did. It was not there was not it was not disappointing the amount mm-hmm. of engagement.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely yeah. get into that. Um, so you came up with the project in a group, correct? And how did I, I guess you kind of mentioned how you came up with it
4: but yeah it was um I think I just really wanted to do something um that was that was big in mm-hmm. in the sense that it was going to it was going to really pique interest from people that saw it and, and passed by it um you know I mean we did have uh initial conversations about was it you know was it going to be effective was it going to um what kind of results would we possibly get out of it, you know, and stuff like that. Um, I think at the end, it was originally, like, it was it was kind of smaller. It was kind of like, oh, let's let's build this kind of, uh, like, a canvas or mm-hmm. or something like that and stretch it out and paint the question on it. But then we're like, no, let's get people to interact with it, yeah. you know. And then, okay, then it needs to be a wall. And, it, well, how big should it be? And we're like, <laughs> it should be big. Like, it should be imposing. It should be – you should be able to see it on the bus coming in mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um and and I think we succeeded, in then.
0: Um. And how was it funded?
4: It was funded by uh, Third Space. So Third Space, um, we have a we have a student levy, so we collect student mm-hmm. fees. Okay. Um, every semester, and uh, and then we also get uh, additional some additional funding through uh, the UVSS Advocacy Council, which kind of divvies up um, their funding into uh, the individual uh, advocacy groups. Mm-hmm. Um. So. We, our collective, which is the group of of people that, anyone that comes into the third space, really, um, the the collective, we have collective meetings, the collective voted to to fund this project. Um, I think it was up to $1,000 for materials.
0: And how did you choose the question, how do you challenge white supremacy over other questions? That's
4: that's interesting because I think originally it was how do you challenge racism? Mm Mm-hmm but the problem with the problem with the idea around racism has reached a point of of almost like satiation within within our culture it's it's a it's a discourse that we that we hear about all the time it's mm-hmm. something that is kind of it, the word has kind of almost lost its meaning mm-hmm. because it's said in so many different ways and it's, it's, it's talked about so much, Um, especially in our work, we hear racism all the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I think for us, it was like, well, what, what kind of is underneath, what is racism? Like what is underneath that kind Mm of idea of racism? And in the West, it's certainly racism is an extension of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And so I think in kind of that same thread in that same thinking about well how do we how do we really get in the face of, of students to get them to engage in this project i think if we if we said how do you challenge racism it, it was almost kind of like to us it was almost lacking meaning mm-hmm. so we we wanted to really like throw out the the a, a word that was going to kind of jar students to really think about it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really interesting, especially. I'm sure you have an interest in language and like seeing how these terms are applied and how they shift and how they, kind of lose or gain their kind of connotation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
4: for sure. And so it was. Um, I mean, it's like sexism. People say sexism, and it's like, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and 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 also <laughs> we we were thinking about it too when we we're like you know, I, I joked about, well, it's a lot harder for people to say reverse white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So without, rule off the <laughs> that was one of the things that we kind of like joked about was like, cause one of the things we thought was, that, well, how do you challenge racism? You know, we're going to get somebody that's going to go up and write, oh, re- something about reverse racism. Mm-hmm. And, and we did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Yeah, I was like, well, we should stop saying racism altogether. We should just start saying white supremacy. And, you know, because it's a lot harder for people to say reverse white supremacy with a straight face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um,
0: And did you have an explanation or context um, standing with the project or did it just really stand alone?
4: Um, we wanted it to be like, a s- we wanted it to be something that stood alone. We wanted it to be something that we didn't really interfere with too much. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, the only thing that we wanted to interfere with was when it got, when it got filled with quite, when it got filled with comments, uh, like to capacity, mm-hmm. then we wanted to just r- like repaint it and, and, you know ask the, and continue asking the question that the wall was supposed to be up for a month
0: right yeah i yeah. heard about
4: that mm-hmm. um so so our plan was once it filled up with with answers whenever that might be we would paint over it and and ask the question again and continue that engagement um and it filled up after like a day like mm-hmm. it was
0: so when was it like officially inaugurated
4: um it was a well <laughs> okay so the wall was built on a monday Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, and all painted and everything. On the Tuesday, we left it just blank, which was intentional. We wanted um, to kind of have this, this big, like white wall thing just Mm -hmm. sitting there yeah start to form yeah being Mm -hmm. like um you know people looking at and going what is that you know and we saw lots of dialogue going on 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 social media being like oh maybe it's an instagram wall maybe it's a stage for a band maybe like theater group is doing something Mm -hmm. or you know something like that so um it was really interesting to see all those comments kind of flow out of that and uh i think on the wednesday morning on the Wednesday morning, I, I posted the question on the board at about seven thirty eight o'clock in the morning. And then we left it like that. We just left it as, how do you challenge white supremacy? And surprisingly, nobody interacted with it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's because we didn't kind of ask students to interact with it at that point yet. You weren't, so, like,
0: standing next to it or anything?
4: No, we just left it for the day. And then at about 4 o'clock on the same day, on Wednesday... Um, I went back and I, I spray painted, write your thoughts here with an arrow and then threw a bunch of markers onto the stage. Um, which again, we, we kind of rolled it out in these stages. like, mm-hmm. um, And as soon as I threw those markers out there, mm-hmm. people, there was people, there was dozens of people like standing around the thing throughout the day.
0: It's almost like people had been mulling it over. Yeah. In a sense.
4: And, and then once we asked like, what are your, write your thoughts mm-hmm. and threw the markers out there, th- then... Like, literally, I didn't even walk off of the stage yet, and there was already somebody walking up and grabbing a marker and writing mm-hmm. something. So there was, I think, a, I think, a lot of the people that were there having the, those conversations outside the wall were really, um, you know, when they saw that, they were like, Sh- yeah, I'm going to write something, you know. And mm-hmm. um, it was only a couple hours later, there was, you know, uh, dozens of comments on it.
0: And I mean, the question itself is kind of... in in a sense an invitation right so it's how do you challenge it as opposed Mm -hmm. to like how do you see it in your life or i don't know i feel like it has in a sense a bit more of a positive spin in a sense and did you feel that people were responding to that uh
4: we got a we got a wide variety of 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 comments on it i mean we were we were standing outside uh, myself and uh and another person from the women's center we were standing outside Maybe two hours after we asked students to engage with it, and somebody walked right up to it and drew a swastika on it. So I mean, so you saw that happen? Oh yeah, we saw that front. happen, and I saw the person. I've seen them in around school. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen this person uh, in some of my classes. You know, and
0: so. and um, I don't know. For some reason, I was under the impression that that happened kind of like overnight. No, not at um,
4: all. And and a lot. There was a lot of comments that were written in, in you know, plain view of of people um, that were, that other people had problems with. There was, um, somebody walked right up and wrote, uh, you know, reverse racism is real on, on the board. And then somebody else went and crossed out the reverse part and, you know, and then, and then some other person went and wrote something under that. So there was almost like these, um, kind of, you know, dialogues going on. And And, of course,
0: were you documenting it the whole time?
4: Oh yeah. We took hundreds of photos Mm -hmm. of the of the wall during the course of its three days it's short life
0: (laughs) so yeah so to continue with the sort of story behind it so um it was up for a day or two it was up for a day blank and then it was up with the um, question, and then it was up to invite the interaction, and then what happened after, and, and why did it last three days?
4: Yeah. So Wednesday, Wednesday eve- Wednesday afternoon, people started writing comments. By Wednesday evening, the wall was getting pretty full. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Wednesday night, overnight on Wednesday, um, people had come during during the night sometime and had uh, you know painted. Uh, over top of the question and
1: wrote
4: whitey get out okay. over top of it. Whitey get out re which is, um, you know, which is, which is an alt right 4chan meme. So, um, it's, it's from, mm-hmm. it's from this really kind of toxic place mm-hmm. on the, on the internet. Right, yeah. Um, and the, the meme is basically, um, well it's, it's a very ableist meme because it's ma- it's poking fun at, uh, autistic children and yeah that's the re part is um the sound Mm -hmm. that autistic children sometimes make um and uh basically the it's like you know you can put anything in that meme like blank get out re right so that
0: was written on top of the question or on top of the whole wall
4: that was written over top of kind of the question right
0: before we get back to the issue of the wall that challenges white supremacy we're gonna hear next we'll have a song by eli and the straw man called better days Mm -hmm.
5: try not to let it show but I felt it coming now for days if only I can stay out of my own way because I To explain, but I felt it coming now for days. If only I can stay out of my own way. Cause I-
4: And so it was It was interesting because, um, you know, of course, like, we weren't going to monitor it 24-7, right? We don't have the, the capacity or the staff to do that. So, mm-hmm. um, But UVic was, you know, we had to go through all these proposals and everything to get UVic to agree to, to have this project there, this art project. So um, we assumed that there, you know, and it's pretty much right next door to security services that there would, you know.
0: Be some sort of monitoring? Or? Well, that...
4: In general, I think just security services would, you know, be probably walking past there all the time. And they'd probably be like, oh, there's a thing that people are going to write on here. Maybe we should take yeah. extra, an extra round once in a while. I, I don't know. Um, but so somehow <laughs> people managed to get to, to go there at night and and write with, without being seen. Um you know, and we did ask people to engage in it. So it's not, um, you know, UVic, um, Jamie Castle's issued a letter saying, oh, it was vandalized. It wasn't vandalized. Mm-hmm. It, it's impossible to vandalize something that we asked people to write on.
0: That's a very good <laughs> point. Right? Yeah.
4: Um, and it wasn't graffiti and it wasn't vandalizing. It was, we asked students to engage in it. We asked people to engage in it and they did. Um, so, you know, to all the people that were like, oh, it was, van- you know, it was vandalized. No, it wasn't. Um, but... I got a call on Thursday morning from uh, the executive at UVSS, and they were saying, "Um, you have to get here. You have to get here right now. Uh, You need to deal with this, um, you know, what's written on the wall right now and all this kind of stuff. Um, So by the time I got here, uh, CTV News was here. uh, So this is all Thursday morning. Yeah, Thursday morning, looking to interview people. And it was really interesting because I think – Since it said, way to get out, I think it, like, was... I think people were, like, really offended by that.
0: Almost, like, misinterpreted, or...
4: Well, I think a lot of people... A, a lot of people didn't realize that it was a a meme. Right. And, And I think, second, that it was definitely kind of an agent provocateur, right? This was... This was in in you know it, we've had discussions about this in third space and in our, our opinion it was not a, it was not a, um, an indigenous or a person of color that went and wrote that mm-hmm. it was it it was. It was definitely, like, meant to be, um, you know, that kind of agent provocateur, that person that kind of stirs the pot. The si-
0: sort of quote-unquote troll. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah.
4: And and meant to kind of flip the, the, the discourse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which it did, um, you know. So they, it, they were successful in, in that part of it.
0: But I guess it came with... I guess the shock value was there, but yeah, um, who knows how it was interpreted? Or
4: and so then the university and the Uvess executives were like, "Well, you have to paint over it right now," mm-hmm. and um, and I said no. Okay. And I, and you know uh, we told CTV that as well because they phoned us back later in the day and said, "Oh, we heard that the walls being painted over," because we did it in the afternoon, I think around two or three o'clock, and
0: so your initial response was no.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. my initial response was no, and I said that I, that we weren't going to paint over it until we felt that there was it was full of comments, and then we would paint over it. So mm-hmm. um, by afternoon, there'd been a lot more engagement. People came up and wrote a lot more comments about it, especially about the the whitey get out part. Mm-hmm. Um, we took photographs of it, and then we um, and then we painted over it, and then um, phase we two. yeah phase two. We waited for the paint to, the white paint to dry, and then we went back out and posed the question again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, and then. By the time I left campus at like 9 to 10 o'clock at night, the, it was almost full again. Um, you know, the wall was just full of comments again. The next day, the next morning, again, 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm getting calls from the UVSS exec and exactly. stuff like that. You need to get here and clean this. <laughs> like the, mm-hmm. this, this is like unacceptable and all this kind of stuff. So I get to campus and there's, um, you know, UVic had already sent facility services over to paint over it, right? So um, that's how... Concerned they were about what was written on there. Basically, what was written on there was a whole lot of... Like, there was, like, a bunch of swastikas, um, you know, a really big one on the main kind of wall part. There was, uh, you know, anti-Semitic things written on it. There was also, like, really terrible things uh, written, like, um, I won't Mm -hmm. repeat some of them, but, like, Black Lives Don't Matter Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, So... Uh, basically, yeah, UVic was painting over it when we got there in the morning, and so, um, and then it, it, they had to put over a second coat because it was it like just couldn't you, could, you could see it through the see it through the first coat, and we were kind of uh, you know a bunch of us were were outside looking at it um, with its one coat of paint on, and just below the surface you could see all these swastikas mm-hmm. and this Black Lives Don't Matter and stuff. and we said you know we were kind of having this discussion saying you know this is exactly what this is more repre- this is representative of what we feel is um, Victoria. It's this, you know, mostly white place, and then just under the surface is that is those white supremacist ideas. It doesn't look like it, but if you just look, you can see it mm-hmm. just hiding beneath the surface. And that's what really makes Victoria in in kind of our uh, our kind of conversations, and and kind of hard to confront these ideas because, because the because the, the racism and stuff that occurs here is a lot more subvert. It's a it's a lot more covert uh, racism, and um, because it's so covert, people that don't experience racism or race and you racialization don't see it. it. Mm-hmm. And because they don't see it, they think that it doesn't exist. And then they deny the people that experience it that it happens to them right and then also that, that that this is the most insidious form it's easy it's not easy but it's easier to uh to counter um when there's an overt when there's an overt presence of racism right mm-hmm. cuz you can call it out directly you can and you can see who's doing it and you can see how they're doing it and you can um confront those ideas right um whereas, like the subvert white white supremacy the subvert uh covert racism is a lot harder, is a lot more dangerous, and is a lot more insidious, um, and and you know that kind of idea that it doesn't happen here, mm-hmm. that Victoria is some,
0: especially on this campus. Yeah, too.
4: Victoria and Uvic are somehow these magical places Exempt. that are free from mm-hmm. free from race and racism. Yeah, no, it's not true, and it's <laughs>
0: and I mean that seems like exactly what you <clears throat> this project has pointed out.
4: Yeah, definitely, and of course that's why that's why even. Even Jamie Castle's letter mm-hmm. saying that, oh, it was vandalized and stuff like that. That right there. That's white supremacy. Because they're mm-hmm. basically saying, they're basically denying that it exists. They're saying, oh, that doesn't happen here. This campus doesn't tolerate that.
0: Right. And and,
4: and we're going to call it vandalization. You can because officially we're not, gonna, not tolerate yeah, it. Yeah. We can officially not tolerate it. And we're also going to call it, you know, UVic's like, we're also going to call it vandalism. Because then uh, then then we can say, well, it's not our students. It's not their actual opinions, you know.
0: And so were you, I guess, were you and the third space, like, surprised or not? Or, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. No,
4: we weren't surprised at all. Like, um, the... A lot of the comments on there, we weren't surprised at all. And, and I mean, sure, there was a lot of people that were just, like, writing, uh, you know, jokes and memes up there, too. But there was also a lot of really serious comments as well, good and bad. But the the fact that there was a lot of people just treating it as an object of humor as well is really um, kind of feeding into, uh, you know, is really kind of, I guess, confirming a mm-hmm. lot of our conversations in third space about how people deny that it happens here, they don't think it happens here, they're because they don't take it seriously, right? Because it doesn't happen to them, which is the essence of privilege.
0: It, yeah, I think you <laughs> could. Right? Um, and so then it was taken down,
4: it was taken down. UVic, <laughs> UVic forced it, uh, take down. Um, so basically, the UVSS and UVic worked together to send us a. a, a, a Uh, demand that it be taken down or it will be it will either we take it down or it'll be taken down for us by nine o'clock on Friday night and they sent us this um, email at the end of business on Friday, So they they literally waited until like just before four o'clock mm-hmm. and sent us an email demanding its takedown. I immediately got on the phone and sent several emails out like saying, we want to appeal this decision. We don't mm-hmm. think that um, it needs to come down and stuff like that. Um, I phoned the office um, where the email came from, which was the UBSS general office. And I said, oh, I want to talk to the general manager because I, we want to appeal this. Oh, well, they've gone on vacation. They've They've left for the day. They left for the day, and they're gone on vacation. Mm -hmm. So um, we were like, "Oh well, how convenient," Um, you know. And if there's again underlying kind of those same kinds of things about um, you know those controlling factors um, from from people in positions of power, right? Like, oh well, you know, I'm going to send you an email at the end of the day on a Friday when there's absolutely nothing you can do about it, demanding something of you, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's that is really underhanded Mm -hmm. really underhanded yeah and you know that's because again they didn't want to have the conversation just like jamie castles doesn't want to have the conversation we've been asking jamie castles come to third space and talk to us about this project and address the things that you said in your letter because they are support you're basically in support of white supremacy Mm -hmm. right and we've had zero response.
0: You're waiting, yeah. <laughs> zero response. <laughs> not, with, uh, not with your breath held. <laughs> which again, which
4: is like positions of power. Oh, well, I'm in a position of power. I don't need to respond to you. That's what they're saying.
0: Mm-hmm. And I guess to kind of wrap up, but how, what, what have you learned and, and how would you do it differently or do you have anything else in the works?
4: Um we wouldn't do anything differently i think the the project went off exactly how we anticipated it would go off um although we did think that we didn't think the university was going to be so quick to kind of tear it down but we did know we did actually talk about well you know we did actually kind of have little i guess side bets about oh how long do you think before the university uh you Mm -hmm. know says tear this down right yeah um 3 days. <laughs> 3 3 days that's how long University of Victoria can have the conversation about race before they're like, "Nope, nope, 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 nope." Wow, yeah. Um, and as as far as plans for the future, um so we're going to be publishing a we're going to be publishing all the pictures of both the wall and what was happening on social media in a timeline um, into a book. Mm-hmm. or a, a zine and um, hopefully we'll have that out by probably I would say beginning of fall semester, so September. Um, we're planning on releasing that. Um, and uh, usually our zine comes out in, in April sometime, but um, we have so much image imagery and so much um, screenshots from social media that we um, our committee, really we just want to take our time and sit and down do and, right and do job. it properly and we also want to have the, the 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 kind of the format of the the zine and stuff put in a really kind of uh, good way because we want it to be something that that kind of survives um and there was a number of uh, classes that took their the, like a number of profs that took their classes out to to see the wall as well so oh, mm-hmm. um you know in sociology and humanities so we we'd like to have something that's that's really a detailed kind of document that that can i guess support and continue that conversation
0: and have you been having, I mean, a lot of feedback from people who felt affected by the wall?
4: Um, we did. We had a lot of conversations. Um, I didn't go to class for those three days because mm-hmm. there was just too many people coming and wanting to t- talk. And everything from, uh, you know, white men showing up at the door at Third Space wanting to, demanding to know uh, how, how much the materials cost because that was their focus.
0: And, and is there, like, um, I guess a third space is one resource for people to go to, but are there other ones you can suggest?
4: Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's Students of Color Collective, of course. There's also AVP, which I would highly recommend, the Anti-Violence Project. Um, um, all in you, the Student
0: Union Building?
4: Yeah, all in the Student Union Building in the basement. And, um, yeah, and if you want to... See the wall again. It should be coming up to coming into an art gallery near you. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> so we've we've put out a couple of uh, we've filled out a couple of um, what do you call them like proposals uh, f- to have it displayed in the gallery. So
0: um, and I guess maybe just in general terms, what steps? Can we take moving forward in the community? Do you have any specific guidance?
4: Um, I think one of the things that we've been urging Uvic to do, and I've been on the educational, um, du- you know, educational human rights and diversity committee, EQHR, equity and human rights, diversity. I can't remember what it's EDEG. <laughs> it's educational. Diversity. I don't. I can't remember the acronym, but it's mm-hmm. basically, basically, uh, we've been urging UVic for years to, um, to screen, to like um, screen and ask for edits to um, textbooks, um, because as the as the customer and i don't know if you've uh, seen sometimes when you get a textbook it says printed for the university of of victoria um you know so they can custom order textbooks and it doesn't really change the price of the textbooks that much but they can ask that certain chapters be omitted or certain or you know they can um, reorder chapters and stuff like that in the books um and the publishers are you know really um willing to do that but You know, some of the things in in textbooks, I mean, it's 2017. Um, You know, I had a statistics textbook that was current. It was a contemporary statistics textbook that referenced populations of, it referenced race as a population of white and non-white. And I don't know a single indigenous person or person of color that identifies as being non-white. <laughs> and that right there is, like, upholding those ideas about white supremacy. It's basically saying, um, oh, white and then non-white. By, by othering people that are non-white, you're saying that white is something and that, you know, you're you're othering it, right? So, um, I mean, it's it would be like if you saw a statistic saying, well, males and then not males, mm-hmm. you know? Right. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. That's a 2017 textbook, but it looks like it came straight out of the Jim Crow era.
0: And is right? there um, a campaign that you're putting forward? Or can people get involved in that?
4: Um, well, I mean, we're always having these conversations in third space and you can come uh, continue those conversations there. And we're, um, you know, again, we're, we're trying to um, build something and, and possibly like a dedicate part of our 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 website to this Um, but that's all kind of in the works these are all things that are coming down the the pipe so to speak
0: okay well thank you so much for coming in yeah thank you and sharing all these crazy experiences um and yeah hope to hope to see what the third space has in store for us in the future thank you Thanks for listening. This is CFUV 101.9. I'm your host, Aviva. Um, what we just heard was Rose Cousins, um, a beautiful song called White Flag off of her new album. Um, I saw her recently in concert and it was really, really lovely. Um, this song has a music video attached to it. So you can uh, go check that out. Once again, Rose Cousins, White Flag. And that's it for another episode of You in the Ring. Thank you to our guests, Miles Sauer and Daphne Shahid, for their discussions about the third space wall challenging white supremacy. Thanks as well to our producer, Miyoko. I'm your host, Aviva Lassard. Thanks for listening to CFEV 101.9.